Good morning. Hi there. Hey, wake up, sleepyhead. How'd you sleep? Your hair's a mess. Let's, Let's go. Let's go have some breakfast. Let's go. Why, hello there, friends. I am Tori Phantom here with my husband, Jimothy. Hey, I am Jimothy. It's still true to this day. To this very day. Still Jimothy. I am still Jimothy. Are you still Torothy? <laughs> I've never been Torothy. Never? But this is still the Phantom Family Podcast. I call you Torothy all the time. Yeah, I hate it. I know. But you, not a you, fan. You say Jimothy. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Torothy. That's how, it, that's how we live it's our lives. It's not a great time. You call me Grandpa. <laughs> You buy me grandpa merch for some reason. It makes I, me laugh. I'm glad it makes you laugh. Every time. Every time I give you a new gift that says world's best grandpa, the look on your face is worth the money, if I'm being honest. It's bewilderment. Yeah. It is, it is, it is pure confusion. Oh, listen here, grandpa. You, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I don't. That's I don't even fine. think you do. That's fine, grandpa. You were like trying to shoehorn this thing in to make it work. You know what? It's and you, fine. You know what? It's bothering you. It, so. It's a coffee mug that I can drink out of, and that's fine with the me. A t-shirt. Did, did you tell them about the t-shirt I got you for Christmas? I honestly forgot about the t-shirt because I haven't seen it since Christmas Day. I, I don't know it where this it morning. went. It got washed. That's probably. Do you good. want to tell them what it says? I don't remember what it said. It says, "All my favorite people call me Grandpa," <sighs> <laughs> which is ironic because you're the only one who calls me. Grandpa. I almost got you a shirt custom made with everyone's name. <laughs> Like you and the kids? Yeah. Why? Because uh, <laughs> it's funny. It, it, to, it, what, what? to me. This is... Just to me, it's, my, it's my joke. This is your own joke with yourself. Yes. This is... 100%. It is an inside joke that I share with myself. And, and only yourself. And I laugh yourself. about it every time. Occasionally, when you do throw it out on the TikTok, people People start calling you it. Grandpa. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for like a day or two, I will have people saying, hey, it's Grandpa. It's going to be more than a day or two now. Because as you know, right now, we're actually live streaming on TikTok. And a lot of people are hearing this. And you are now, uh, this is canonically correct. You are it's not, Grandpa. This is not Phantom Family headcanon. Grandpa. It is not. Okay, Grandpa. Fine. If I'm Grandpa, <laughs> then I'm going to take my dentures out and go to town. So <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know, but I need some corn dogs. Anyway. I don't like corn dogs. I, you know what? I saw something the other day. I showed it to Beanie Baby because I was scrolling through memes. Yeah, of course. And it was, it was like the corn dog bites. Mm-hmm. But she it, loves corn dog bites. They were chocolate covered corn dog bites. That sounds disgusting. It did. It looked disgusting. But I bet she'd eat it. I showed it to her and I said, Hey, Beans, I said, You want some chocolate covered corn dogs? And she looked at it and she was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like her, her, her face t- turned okay. from an idea of disgust to pure, like, oh, but yes. But this child's diet is pure disgust. Like so yeah. here's the thing this is the thing that I do with my with my kids is it doesn't particularly matter to me specifically what their meals consist of so long as it's pretty much balanced and that they're they're eating and that their bellies are full and so uh lunchtime in our house is kind of weird hit or miss it's 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 very much it's not a hit or miss it's very much like i'll just make you whatever you feel like you know i'll give you some options it's definitely the back alleys of flavor yeah beanie baby it never ceases to amaze me with her food combinations so last week she comes up to me and she says mom i'm hungry i want lunch i said okay what do you want to eat and she said 
a turkey sandwich with fluff and sprinkles. And I said, marshmallow fluff. Marshmallow fluff. And so she wanted turkey, like deli turkey, marshmallow fluff, and sprinkles. But it's on wheat bread. On wheat bread. It's on wheat bread. On wheat bread. And I looked at her and I said, seriously? And she said, yeah. Did you do mayonnaise on that too? No. Okay. No, that would no have been, that would have been disgusting. Okay. Oh, that's if where we, you draw the line. Okay. If we added mayo to that situation, that would have been disgusting. Whew, one so step away from... We did not add the mayonnaise, but what we did is I did, in fact, make her a sandwich with marshmallow fluff, sprinkled. We have, um, we have like six things of these big sprinkle containers, and they have like oh, they six, have the seven, six, six types. to eight compartments. So any, every meal has sprinkles on it in our house, and it's fine. Uh, it's, it's really, not there's every not meal. a whole lot of sprinkles it's, it's in it either. Of, yeah, it's, what, it's not a lot of meals, but it's like, you know, they just, they ask for sprinkles, and you just put like a shake of sprinkles, and suddenly they're willing to eat something, and you're like, I don't know how sprinkles make sense, but also sprinkles don't have flavor. It's just texture. Yeah, also, aren't, aren't a lot of the sprinkles, and it's just like cornstarch. Yeah, like it's just cornstarch. It's, it's so, literally nothing. So she wanted marshmallow fluff, turkey, and, and sprinkles. And I, in my head, I'm like, this is going to be wasted food. There's no way this child is going to eat it. But, you know, I have learned in my 10 years of being a parent to not doubt when your kid looks at you and says, I want this thing that sounds disgusting. Like, just make it. Yep. And so I made her this sandwich. She ate the whole thing. What's a, Did you ever used to eat weird foods when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, uh, when I was a kid, my go-to sandwich was butter and bologna. Oh. I ate it every day for like three years, and I, I don't think I've eaten bologna since. Jeez, I don't even this... remember what bologna tastes like, but when I was a small child, uh, every day, so my mom would pack me in my lunchbox a uh, bologna butter. and butter sandwich. My What was yours? God, that is... That's not trauma. That's a trauma. That was a good memory. So you think, <laughs> my lord. Anyway, what I really like to do was I used to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I would do them a very specific way. I would toast my bread. It I was hate always, how you make peanut butter and jelly. It was always white bread. It's awful. H- how I make peanut butter and jelly? Yeah, you put the peanut butter and jelly on the same side of the bread, and then you just put a plain piece of bread on top of it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No. One side gets peanut butter, one side gets jelly, and then you smash them together. I've never seen you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that way, and it offends me. First off, you're wrong. That's how I make the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's how I I've make them. I've never seen you do it that way. No, I always make them. I do one side peanut butter and one side jelly. That's how I do okay, it. That's, I've never that, seen you do that it. That is that how way. I do it now. What I used to do when I was a kid was used to say you thought I did that. I would actually take the peanut butter and the jelly and mix them both together and make them like a homogenous like paste. Well, Goober still has them separate. I would literally mix it up together. I never had Goober because my mom. There's, it's it's it, gross. It was in the nineties. You remember we had the purple yeah. and green ketchup, and like that was fine. Yeah. My mom would supply us with like a like a huge supply of green ketchup, but. Goober is where she drew the line. She was like, Goober is disgusting. We're not going to have that in this I thought house. It tasted so I've, bad. I've never had Goober. It, I, I thought it tasted bad. Honestly, it's if you've had an Uncrustable, you've had one. Okay. It's the same. So anyway, so stuff. you're you would you would make it into a peanut butter and jelly paste. Yeah, I would make it into like yes. basically a paste where so it was kind of soupy, and I would spread that onto my toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then put scrambled eggs on that. What? Yes, with a lot of black pepper. Oh, Love that's that. Disgusting. And I used to I used to make my eggs a little worse than I do now. Like when I was a, a, a young teenager. I think all eggs are gross. You think they are? I do. That's your that's opinion. My preference. You're welcome to be to wrong. Not eggs even are delicious. Smell an egg. 
So I would mix them up. So they were still very soupy, and I'd use a lot of black pepper in there, too. I'd slop that down on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then I would eat that. That was like my go-to sandwich like on the weekends. If I was home alone while my aunt was gone to get the groceries for the day, I wouldn't go. So I'd wait till they came back to do whatever to see them for the day. So Saturday mornings, it'd be around lunchtime. Hmm, nice. The amount PBJ of time we were, we were left alone as children in the 90s. Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, certainly, technically, this was the early aughts. Okay. I, either way, it was like late 90s, early aughts. It was like, you're just alone. Like, your parents yes. are just like, you know where the bread is. Don't burn the house down. Yeah. See you in a few hours. We, we had a lot of microwave food. I grew up on a microwaved uh, had, preservatives, lots of preservatives. I grew up, one of the things I learned to make myself, because we didn't often, oh, wait, hang on. Oh. Trauma dump. Okay. Trauma dump time. Trauma right. uh, So when I was a kid, we would have food in the house, but we weren't allowed to eat it. Uh, cause my mom was, <laughs> yeah. we weren't allowed to eat the food cause I grew up like trigger warning. I grew up in the, in the nineties. Um, you grew up. I grew up. <laughs> so I grew up in the nineties, um, where my mom was entrenched in nineties weight loss culture. And so my mom that work for, her? we're not doing that. Just because we hate my I'm mom. Just, no, I'm saying, like, how much money did she spend on that? Oh, a lot. How much did she waste? I thought waste? that you were being offensive and I was about to fight you. No, all those no. things cost, like, hundreds oh, yeah, of dollars. no, that's, that's uh, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So Of your dad's um, money, though. Uh, yeah. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because we're, like, on okay terms right now. Anyway. I, I'm, 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 I'm saying that anything, the 90s diets are today's MLMs. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, it's yes. So, anyway, so my mom anyway. was, like, entrenched in 90s diet culture. And so, like, we had a house full of food, but it was all her diet food. But her diet food was the actual fresh food, right? So, like, you're talking, like, fruits and vegetables. We were not allowed to eat that. No, that's her diet food. Did she eat it? No, it would rot. So, so we weren't allowed to eat the food, uh, but there was food. And so we had to like get creative to find ways to feed ourselves because like it was like when she was home, we weren't allowed to eat the food. But then when she was gone, uh, we would find food to eat. And so I learned to make a grilled cheese without turning the stove on. So you would toast the bread, butter the bread, toast it again, and then you would put cheese and then you'd microwave it. And I grew up on that. That explains a lot, too. <laughs> My goodness. If only there was a service that could tell you recipes. What if someone read you recipes? What if someone read you recipes? What, would that... I would just be too hungry to sit and listen. I would have one recipe, and I would just have to go get something to eat. Yeah. I don't know if Audible has those. Oh, but Audible, yeah. if you do sign up at www.audibletrial.com slash phantom... Uh, you can get a free one-month membership as long as you've never had it before. You can get a free membership there, and you get a free credit for the month with a book you can keep forever if you choose to stick around after that. It's fourteen ninety-five a month, but you get a credit for one more book. And if you're a Prime member, what do you get? Two books. Two books every month. Two credits every single month. And you keep them forever, even if you cancel. Even if you cancel your account right then and there, you still have that book on your account. You get to keep it forever. And Check it out. That's audibletrial.com forward slash phantom. phantom. Check it out. Do the thing. So, Tori. Yes. I would like to say I'm sorry. For why? I don't know. Just accept the apology. Be happy I'm That's saying That's not it. how apologies work, it's Jimothy. It's how my apologies work. It's not how any apology has ever worked, ever. Listen, someone told me it was the Virgo apology that I'm sorry that you're upset. That's the literally that's the antithesis of apology. Listen, I'm sorry like, that you can't deal with my actions. Do you smell the gas 
Because I think sorry. it's being lit. I had White Castle for lunch. <laughs> Ew. No, I did oh. not actually. I would. I thought about it. I did not go to. If White you Castle go to today. White Castle, you better bring me some. Um. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't know that I would. So and I'm sorry for not considering bringing you White Castle. You should be sorry for that, sir. But I probably won't even the next time I go unless it's, you come with me. I will come with you to get White Castle. White Castle doesn't travel. You got to eat it there. You do. That's like the only thing that I am good with eating in the car. I hate eating in the car. I'm sorry that I like to eat in your car while I'm eating fast food. I'm sorry that that's my favorite hobby to eat fast food while driving and that I leave your steering wheel all greasy. And I know that I keep saying I'm sorry, but I keep doing it and I'm not I have no intentions of stopping doing that. But I am sorry that it bothers you, and I will try to remember to take the napkin out of the fast food bag to wipe the grease off of your steering wheel. Actions speak louder than words, my friend. And I would like you, I don't want you to tell me you're sorry. I want you to show me you're sorry I by doing that. will stop leaving grease on your steering wheel. When you start picking up your socks, you see, that's also a bad apology right there. Listen, they're my socks in my bedroom, and <laughs> it's, it's, that's mine. That's mine. I'm not sorry for leaving my socks there. I take them off. They, they land where they land, bro. <laughs> I don't like where they land. It, it doesn't matter because they're my socks, and that's where they go. Okay. I wanted them there for the feng shui but then, of the room. But then you're like, why don't I have any socks to wear? And I'm like, because you keep leaving them on the floor. And not doing your own laundry. And yes. not doing I, your own laundry. So then I have to go pick up your laundry. And then so you have socks. Well, do, um, you, do you ever think maybe I just is, leave my socks everywhere because you leave grease everywhere? I don't even eat. I don't eat as much fast food as you wear socks. These are happening at different rates. These are and not And I eat comparable. more fast food in my own car <laughs> greasing up my own steering wheel than you uh, than I do in your car. And, you know, like, you just be leaving your socks all over the house. Listen, I am <laughs> I am perplexed at life in this moment. Honestly, mood. Um, I, uh, listen, So this I'm week sorry. we're talking about apologies. I'm sorry that, <laughs> that we have subjected you to this just candid Literally conversation that candid we just had. this candid conversation that we have, like, once a week. We do have this We've had this, this conversation happens once a week uh, for seven years now. Listen, I'm wearing socks right now, but and- not for long. <laughs> just keep talking. <laughs> we're, we're recording this. I know. Keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. Um, it's a podcast. This is what we do. We talk on here. Are you just wearing one sock? Because <laughs> yeah. I hate it when you just wear one sock. I'm only wearing a That's single a sock on my left foot. That's a pet peeve of mine. I really don't like when you're just wearing one sock. Can, um, I, can I make a confession to you right now? No. Sometimes I do it because oh, okay. I know that you don't like that. You did, I said no and you did it anyway. I'm sorry. I should have listened to you. <laughs> Consent is key. We've talked about this okay, too. Anyway, so we're talking about apologies. Yes, we are. This week on our podcast i feel like things are a little unhinged because we're uh, live streaming it honestly that happens it's fine you gotta get used to it what if we, we were gotta, in front of a live audience while we were doing if this? we were in front of a live audience um my anxiety stutter would be very prevalent my voice would be shaking and i'd probably cry if we i i would love to do this <laughs> honestly i would love to have our show in front of a live audience me, i am good with let people. me go a few more months in therapy and we'll talk about it okay can i, can I say something really <laughs> weird before, before we continue i Keep don't this know sidetracked i, I don't I, okay, I would going to. I would rather talk to a room of like a thousand people and just talk to people and engage one on one like that than to make a phone call 
for the opposite. Any like, of time. I will I'm... let me sit on hold for an hour. I will talk. I don't care. I've worked in call centers, but put me on a stage. Put me in front. I literally, I've been on a Zoom meeting with 10 people and I'm like, I can't talk. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, so, you know, they're sad. Um, I'll talk to everybody <laughs> as long as it's not over the phone for whatever reason. That's fair. <laughs> Isn't your job customer service? Don't you talk on the phone for a living? I don't answer it when they call. <laughs> I hope I hope nobody that I work with watches this. I I I miss a lot of the calls, um, not on purpose, but not on purpose. I I like a um, on purpose. I did. I called a customer today, and luckily she didn't pick up, so I left a voicemail. Unfortunately, the voicemail did ask her to call me back tomorrow because I do have to talk to her about something important. It's really not my job; it's more of like someone else's job. But yeah. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing and be a team of player. Of course, yeah. But that's that's what we are. So and I'm and I don't apologize for that. That's just me doing my work. And otherwise, I wouldn't have anything to do anyway. So so apologies. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> apologies. This week. So I have a question for you, Jimothy. Okay. When you were a child, and your guardians wronged you, wronged me. Yeah, like maybe they overreacted, or maybe they like broke something. And you're just like, I don't know. Like parents mess up all the time, right? So in instances where your guardians were in the wrong. Did they ever apologize to you? Who, who, who is admitting they are in the wrong at any the, given point? The adult. Have you met the adult that raised me? I have, but the people so who are listening to this. this is a hypothetical question This is, this for, is me to for the people who are listening to this show and don't know. I your, love her very dearly. They don't know your family. I what? Uh, what is the opposite of gentle parenting? Um, authoritarian. What's the one where they're always right? Authoritarian. Okay, that that's that one. Do authoritarians uh, ever apologize? I would bet they don't. And I don't unless really... they do, if they do, it's in a very gaslighty way. Uh, more of like, it's oh, literally I'm, that, sorry I'm sorry that you're... you yeah. don't know how to follow directions, and now you don't yeah, have yeah. a PlayStation. Yeah, that's rude, <laughs> and that's that's typically what would happen. It's to me. like the apology makes it hurt worse, and yeah. you're like, cool, thanks. No, I never I love that for me. I never had that. I never had any of my stuff broken or anything like that. I would well, get I mean, stuff taken like, away. What about like on accident? Like if something no. accidental happened, did they ever apologize for accidents? There was. That's not a situation that it's not applicable to me. For me, it was always i would just get my stuff taken away whether it was my prized bb gun or my guitar or my uh nintendo 64 playstation 2 whatever what have you game system that i enjoyed game boy any of that stuff that is what would get taken away from me i would get things that i liked taken away for a week or two at a time that's that's how i there was like never an instance where like your guardian was actually in the wrong and like recognize that and apologize to you not once ever no okay that sounds about right. I know. I love her dearly. Yeah. Um, but that actually, no, there, that holds there up. There was never, even even now, <laughs> she is never wrong about anything. Southern families. Am I right? <laughs> but yeah. No, she was, there was never any instance where it was like, oh, I'm sorry. Fine. Then like, you didn't do that. No, it was, no, it was never that. I always got in trouble for things I did. Like, even if they were like small that, things, that I still did. That moment of like, even if they realized they were wrong, they're like double downing on it because yep. now they're embarrassed. So now they're mad at you for being wrong. <laughs> That's what I do now yeah. to you. What? When you say, Jim, why didn't you wash the dishes like I told you? And I said, I told you I'll do it when I'm done playing Rocket League. Now I'm not going to do it because you told me to twice. I don't know that we've ever had that conversation. No, we haven't, but it sounded funny. Okay, so that was a hypothetical. This, that was my grandpa moment. <laughs> that was funny to me. <laughs> Thanks, grandpa. Um, leave did you just cuss no i said <laughs> you almost did <laughs> i don't know i have the wherewithal not to swear on okay here. i can edit it out of there 
If I wanted to. You can't edit that out of here. Out of your TikTok? Out of my TikTok. Bro, you have Gwenna on here all the time, and her name is Mama Cusses, and she'd be doing that. That's her brand. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Everyone loves their own brand. But no, I I never had a parenting moment where uh, someone told me they were in the wrong and apologized. Did you ever have anything like that? Trauma dump. Trauma dump. So my family, uh, they're so lovely. My parents, they're so good. They're so good. I believe you. <laughs> Do you be- I'm smiling. Do you believe me? <laughs> Hide your teeth, so, please. Uh, <laughs> so when uh, my parents, they <laughs> they had this habit of taking things, um, one would say, too far. Uh, okay. So whether, whether there was a line and they definitely crossed, they 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 never even recognized the line. They were so far past the line when they started, it oh, didn't even matter. You okay. know, they were just like, "Here's some trauma, bestie." So anyway, basically, what would happen? Whether it was the smallest mistake or an astronomical like I messed up, um, the response was like cataclysmic okay like okay for example I, i'm gonna out myself for this one um when i was like 14 uh i was smoking cigarettes <gasps> i know uh, i know it's bad right uh and my dad my yeah. dad was a permissive parent my dad was a permissive parent which is a parent who really just doesn't care there's no boundaries no expectations literally like no attention my dad was like permissive he just he was like, I live with you, but I'm totally out of the picture. I don't care. Okay. You're like a roommate who doesn't pay rent. Right. And so do what you my do, mom, on the other hand, was very much authoritarian where like she was the boss and you better not ever mess up or say anything wrong ever. Right. So I started smoking cigarettes when I was 14 and my dad found out and he looked at me like to, to put in perspective of how my mom's reactions were. My dad looked at me and said, I know that you smoked. But I'm not going to tell your mom because she'll treat it like you're doing hard drugs. But like probably don't do that. Like that was my dad's response because he's like, your mom is going to make this like even bigger than it is. And I, so he was like, your mom is going to blow this way out of proportion, but I actually don't care. So I just want you to know that I know, bro. Like that was it. That was the whole <laughs> which that was the whole thing right but if my mom found out that i was doing something like it was just like it was literally like the most horrible reactions to the point like when i would react and like because she would overreact right and then i would have emotions about that and then you would hear the if you're gonna cry i'm gonna give you a reason to cry uh, or that th- you think this is yelling i'll show you yelling so those were the types of responses of course a lot more um scary sounding sure, you've sure. met my mother yeah uh <laughs> i've never seen her yell though rub it in Uh, (laughs) but so there was no there was no apology ever growing up and it just felt like every single thing was my fault to the point that it was like i had to predict the reactions of what my parents would do uh before i had even done anything i didn't have to do anything to already be thinking how do i make sure that i don't end up in trouble for this how do i make sure because it, it didn't matter even if i didn't mess up like i was going to be in trouble and there's going to be this overreaction like there was never going to be an apology like even if like i was accused of something that was like proven to not be true there was no apology there was just like well your behavior shows me that this could have been true so that's your fault because you, the way you've acted previously tells me it could have been true so i'm not sorry do better do you have an example of of an instance like that of an instance like that yeah 
I'm, I'm trying to think of something that could have been like that. I don't think I ever had anything like that. Um, I don't. I mean, or I got Minority Report like in trouble before something actually even happened that yeah, I didn't okay. even do. Okay, so uh, especially I would say like in high school, like with friends and stuff. My mom didn't like the people I hung out with or whatever, and so because so she knew because she worked at the school, so she would like know like. I heard so-and-so does this, so you're doing that. So I would be, like, accused of doing something that I was 100% not doing. Yeah. But, but you're kind of guilty by association Not even, like, rumor. guilty by association because my mom very much kept us sheltered. We weren't allowed to hang out with people or do anything. So I wasn't, like, around these people outside of school, but because my mom knew, like, she heard through the grapevine they might be doing something outside of school, I automatically was, like, guilty of that and in trouble for it and not allowed to hang out with these people, even though I wasn't doing anything. So it was very much like guilty by knowing about it uh, and so it would kids very, do this it was like you're a kid you right? do this yeah honestly it was like a pre-punishment like you are not allowed to hang out with people because teenagers do bad things and you're a teenager so you're not allowed to do that because you're going to get in trouble so there's like no trust no communication it was literally just like mm, you're in trouble and you should apologize for that thing you didn't do and how sorry were you not <laughs> well, no, you should have shown her that you were I very sorry. I should have. Clearly, you're right. I should have. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have yeah. that. I. I would. I. I mean, I would get in trouble. I. I would get not even in trouble, but I would get like a talking to and like a look, like for what other people did do. Like, uh people listen to music like this. Like, even I didn't even know about Limp Bizkit at the time and, and now I you're got, the biggest limp biscuit i'm a huge fred fan um <laughs> but i got yelled at because there was a song it was the song with with method man or red man it was on the um sorry i'm showing my limp showing your age right now and you're showing your sorry, age you're, you're making me you're making me nervous looking at me it was on the significant other album but they had that um it's the wu-tang killer bees and the l-i-m-p-b-i-z-k-i-t's yeah, it was on that. But like it was somebody was playing it for her on her lunch break because I said I wanted or had heard something in the year yeah. 1999. Of course. And like, As it were. like the she was like, oh, the background of the song just goes, F you, F you. Why do you want to listen to something like that? Why? Or I, I didn't I hadn't even said I wanted to listen to it. It was just something I had heard of. I literally got my brother in trouble in like the year 2001 because I heard I overheard he had downloaded on LimeWire. He had downloaded Limp Bizkit. He was listening to break stuff. And I... It's one of those days. I was in trouble for something. <laughs> I was in trouble for something. And I was like, but Justin's listening to this song. You should listen to that song and be mad at him instead. So immediately it's like, like, don't look at me. Look at him. He's listening to Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> What a what a little weasel. Yeah, but I mean, okay. So, but the other part of that because I, to be I fair, mentioned, he deserved it. Like when when a guardian, he didn't you know. deserve it. I well, love I Justin mean, so much. I mean, <laughs> at the time, he deserved it. Like I'm I'm a big revenger. My cousin used to tell on me all the time for stuff that wasn't even that bad, and she would tell on me constantly. So the only one time ever I ever ever got to get her in trouble was I got my BB gun taken away, and it was put behind the door of my aunt's room. And I think I was in. I think I'd gotten sent to my room because I was a smart aleck or something, had a smart mouth, whatever the case may have been. I got put in my room, and so she. Uh, being making fun of me is taunting me. So my room and my aunt's bedroom are like 
catty corners to each other Kitty so you corner, can see yep. them through the door. Continue. Kitty and corner. she goes behind the door and she grabs my BB gun out, which had been taken away from me. And she starts like dancing with it. And she was maybe eight or nine at the time. <laughs> And she should definitely not have been touching it. I wasn't allowed to play with it if she was outside. I wasn't allowed to Because it's not a toy. Exactly. It's not a toy. So I wasn't allowed to yeah. use it when she was around. She definitely was not allowed to touch it. And there she was, just dancing with it, just taunting dancing with it, you. taunting me with it. And I was like, bet, or whatever the <laughs> 2001 variation of that was. I said, uh-huh, okay. So I go, I leave the hall, and I go up, and I'm like, hey, auntie. Um, and she's like, why did you leave your room? What are you doing? I said, uh, she is down there playing with my BB gun and taunting it at me. You might want to go talk to her about that. So she's like, what? So she goes out and little girl, little cousin, runs up. The- she's like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything. No, I wasn't. And, and I think th- it's funny to talk about it like because I can imagine this, but mm-hmm. also this cousin you're talking about is older than me. Who was, was like... <laughs> Honestly, like reminded me about this young small child of, who is like turning thirty very like, soon. Like like a, like a uh, um, uh, pumpkin pie. I gotta think of their internet names. Yes. About her age, <laughs> that area, and she is running up the hall like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't do anything. And then my aunt's like, why is my door closed? Because there was a stopper that yeah. held it closed, like or like open rather, and it was closed. Isn't it funny the things like when you're a kid, you're like, how does my mom know yep. everything? And then you become a grown up with kids, and you're like, no, because you're actually not as sneaky as you think you are. That's yeah. that's how I know. But so, I will say that this is an interesting like uh, perspective though, because like you and I both like kind of grew up with because i mean your cousin was essentially your sibling right basically i mean i was raised there from her birth right and so i would say that like it's an interesting like way to look at this like an interesting reflection is because like we can both look back and see where like you wanted to get her in trouble i would want to get my brother in trouble like they would do that to us right we have three kids they never try to get each other they in trouble. They don't do that. They don't do that. The only time the older one will tell but on the other is if she's doing trouble. something dangerous. Yes. She will tell us if she is worried. It's not tattling. It's, it's alerting. Yes. It is never a tattle like because we do not react in such a way that would warrant a like huge reaction. Like we're never attacking our children. We're never going after them or like. And, and if we do overreact, we're pretty good at being like, wait, I'm overreacting. Let me like rein that in. We're very self-aware of that. And so like with our kids, there is not that like rivalry of like, I'm going to rat you out to mom. I'm going to tell mom because like yeah. they can literally like they just tell us everything because they just feel like it. They, they, they just tell a lot. Literally just like everything I hear all day long. Like, mom, do you want to know something? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I do want to yeah. know. Like, please tell me. Uh, but that's I mean, because I, I had mentioned earlier how uh, I had asked you this specific question. About how if a guardian of yours had ever done something actually bad and apologized for it. And so, like, that didn't make sense to you, but you had asked for, like, a specific example of, like, getting in trouble for things you haven't done yet. So this is, like, my specific example. We could hit the trauma dump button again, like, if you want, you know. Even that time, I got to get out of trouble while the cousin then went into trouble, but I didn't get an apology. I just got to go free. All right, trauma dump. There we go. Let's hear um, it. So when I was like 15, my mom, my mom, let me tell you, like, whew. Uh, so she, <laughs> she liked to gamble. Uh, I was upstate New York. Uh, if you, if, if you're from upstate New York, you know about the Racino. Playing the ponies. You know the Racino. The, Not the, the ponies. Cards, no, the that's slots. a different thing. We're talking about the Racino. It's the racetrack it casino. It was new. The Racino was new at the time. And my mom had a platinum membership. You got to spend a lot of money to get platinum membership. Uh, she had a uh, free play at the at the Reseda. We were out 
and it was, it was like 20 degrees outside. And she's like, we're going to stop here. You can't come in because you're a minor, but I'm just going to go do my free play real quick. I'm going to do my free play real quick. So anyway, she left me in a car <laughs> in 20 degree weather in upstate New York winter for four hours. Uh and so like I had the I had the wherewithal to start the car a couple times to get the heat going, sure. right? But I was not old enough to like understand how car work. It made me nervous to do that. So she came out. Obviously, I was crying and she was mad at me. She's like, I wasn't gone that long. Shut up. So <laughs> yeah, like I didn't get apologies. It's fine. But well, anyway. You literally got told to shut up. Yeah. That, that tracks, honestly. But. Yeah, it tracks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, pal. I feel better now. <laughs> so anyway, obviously we go about apologies different with our kids. I apologize to my kids all the time. All the time. Constantly. Not constantly. Because you're always just messing up. I'm not. I'm not always messing up. But I also am very like realistic about my faults and not in a way of over apologizing. That is something that I put a lot of work into in myself over the last few years is to not apologize when I don't have a reason to apologize. And when you get to that point in like self growth where you're not apologizing for just existing, it is such a huge win for your self esteem. Like you don't need to apologize for existing. I'm going to say that again. You don't need to apologize for existing. You don't need ap- you don't right need there. to apologize for taking up space. You don't need to apologize for having feelings. You are allowed to be. Period. And that took me a long long time to to learn and so when I say I apologize to my kids a lot, it is for the times that I do mess up because whether it is big or small, if I mess up, I think that someone deserves an apology for that. And so, you know, it's maybe I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm not a morning person and I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, My mattress I'm trying sucks. To I wake up better. on the wrong side of the bed no matter where I sleep. It's <laughs> awful. I, I Sponsor try, us, Casper. Honestly, but I try every single day uh, to get better at being a morning person. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm happy in the morning, but what that does mean is that I'm more even tempered in the morning. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not angry. I'm not You're happy. You're lucky to get me at neutral. No, honestly, like neutral is my goal in the mornings because uh, I'm up. I don't sleep well at night. I have a hard time sleeping. I'm usually woken up by a kid at night and then I'm, my alarm goes off at 630. Like, I'm not happy about it ever. But however... That's the same word, but different. Yeah, I know. Twice. I just know you hate when I do that, so I wanted to do it twice. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I very much understand how irritable I can be in the morning. So I put a lot of work into being neutral, even if I'm frustrated, even if I'm feeling triggered in the mornings. I am doing breathing exercises. I am centering myself. I am taking moments away because it is important to me that my kids start their day nicely, especially school days where I'm not going to see them for hours and I don't want them going to school having a sour taste in their mouth about the interaction they had with their mom that morning. We're bad orange juice. We keep the freshest. Right. But like drink the orange juice before you brush your teeth, you know, like like we're giving the kids the good tips. Smart in life. choices. But so... <laughs> I'm not always perfect. Some days I'm actually kind of cranky. And on the drive to school, I tell my kids I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that I was not able to control my own feelings and that I was kind of grumpy this morning and that I might have been rude. I'm sorry for that. When was the last time you apologized to the children? When was the last time I apologized? Yeah. Last week. 
I've actually I've had a pretty decent week with with like being able to um, manage my feelings and not overreact. But I apologized last week. But the funny thing about the apology, this is my favorite apology story. Okay. <laughs> so the other day, I just had a bad day. It's just a bad day all around. Uh, but again, I work on trying to make it so when I'm having a bad day, I'm not projecting that on other people. But I felt really grumpy all day. Like I was just having a bad day in a bad mood. And it was like middle of the afternoon. And was I looked at my Monday? kids. I don't know. I can't keep track of the days. It's all the same day. It's been going on for years now. Anyway. Okay, Bill Murray. <laughs> I I sit down with the kids. It's like late afternoon. And I said, guys, I said, I'm so sorry that I've been grumpy today. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I've been like grumpy. And Pumpkin Pie looks at me and she goes, you haven't been grumpy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I just felt grumpy. <laughs> felt it like i felt grumpy so i had assumed i'd been being like a jerk but i wasn't a jerk because i've been working really hard to not be a jerk when i'm grumpy and so i was like i'm sorry i was grumpy and she's like what and i was like okay i guess i'm not sorry (laughs) my most recent apology was last night oh that's a good story because i was grumpy i was very i was very angry had a bad response i had a bad response but i didn't direct it at them and i and i stopped myself i was very angry because I came home and you would you immediately left to go get groceries so that way yes, I could be home I with the had, kids. I had a grocery pickup order. And I go and I look in the living room and there is a giant cup of milk. No, start from the beginning. There was a reason. This was a this this was a sequence of events that oh, got you the, to where the, you were. The dinner. Because like it's it's one of those yeah. things. I feel like if you were to mention any single event from your like line of why you were in a bad mood, it would be like, what, what's the big deal, bro? Like, that's not, there's no reason. But yeah. when you have like one thing after another going wrong, like you're going to be in a Well, it was period. a long day. I'd worked both jobs. Uh, yeah. And it was a long day at the other job. And I did, I at least cut out a little bit early from the one. So I get home and you had gotten one of those spicy chicken sandwiches from the KFC. KFC. Tuesdays we eat fast food. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I go to open it up. I didn't see any special wrapper on it. I'm like, this is going to have pickles on it. Because I forgot to ask for no pickles. And the worst problem with the, the sandwiches that they have there that they put these giant, juicy pickle patties on pickle there. Pickle patties. And it soaks into the breading. You can't get rid of the flavor. Grandpa hates it, pickles. It messes up the bun. It messes up the breading of the chicken. Completely ruins it. So I, I ended up, I just throw it in the trash. I sent you a voice message on the phone and said, hey, can you just grab me something to eat? And you're like, oh, did you did you not want what's there? And I said, no, I don't want here. And I sent you a picture of a pickle-soaked freaking breading on there. And so I start sending him text options. Like, I'm sitting there in the grocery pickup and I'm like, we got Wendy's, we got Hardee's, we got McDonald's. And like, I didn't what do you see want? all that. Because then I I went yeah. from there, so I do that. And I'm like, all right, well, and I was like, Ugh. the fries. I'm like, you must have bought these like three hours. Yeah, ago. these fries are disgusting. The drink was all flat and gross. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I so, have other things to yeah, drink. Yeah, you here. had a long day, it's and fine. you were hungry, it's, and it's it whatever. didn't work. Yeah. So I go in, and the kids are on iPads, like at full volume, watching some. And Jim has very. I feel like it is important to note that Jim does have. Um, sensory issues with like audio processing i can't deal with things if there's a whole lot of stuff going on at once he can listen to one thing at a time and he gets very overwhelmed um and that is like that's a big deal so like for me i can have all the kids with screens on that they can all be on a tablet and the tv can be on i can have music playing i can have 50 things because i very much want a lot of sensory input uh that's that's how i am but for jim it's very much overwhelming i want to sit in the dark and have headphones on yeah that's typically what i want honestly if i'm talking and you start talking in the middle i'll probably forget what i'm gonna say 
Like I can't even focus on myself. Yeah. I probably need some kind of medication or something. Honestly. I've been saying that. N- not for that. I feel like I need like, I don't know if that's like an ADHD or a sensory thing. What, what, what would I do to focus there? Well, it's a conversation we can have off of the podcast. I mean, I'm not interested <laughs> and I'm going to keep living my life. But anyway, there, that's all going. So it's, everything is very loud. Every kid has a screen on the TV's on. I'm like, what? Nobody can focus on anything clearly. And I go to look over and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit down on the couch. Just, I'm just going to hang out with the kids here. That's fine. Tori will bring food when, when it's time. And I go to sit down and I look at the end table next to it and I see this big white mess on it and i'm like what is that and i look and there's a cup that's tipped over with a full glass of milk that somebody set and then which i now know was because pumpkin pie we went to kfc and she wanted hot wings because she really really wants to like hot wings like so much she so much wants to like hot wings she once ate a bite of the last dab and no soul she did better than i loves the idea of spicy food but she's nine so she wanted hot wings from KFC, and I was like, fine, we'll get you the hot wings. I got the hot wings at KFC. We get home. She takes a bite and goes, Mom, I need milk. Now, typically- Dude, she was she was have... eating the last one for dinner earlier, and she was like dabbing it off with a paper towel. And I was yeah. like, you don't have to eat it, buddy. Like, right. you, you don't have to. I know. To. Like, like, but that I said, was you're snack. still cool even if you don't eat the hot wings. Yeah, but she, I think she enjoys the flavor of buffalo sauce, but the spice is a lot for her. But anyway, so she, like, she just so much- Wait, how do we make a non-spicy buffalo? I'm going to Google that later. Probably a lot of extra butter. Anyway. So she wanted these hot wings. And so typically our rule in our house is that if you have food or drink, it has to exist in the kitchen or dining room. What do I say? Constantly. Where do we eat? Oh, yeah. Where do we eat? We both say that all the time. That is like the most heard term in our home is where do we eat? Which is the wrong question because where do we eat? Oh, wherever we feel like, daddy. (laughs) When really the answer should be where should you eat? So typically that is where we eat is in the dining room or the kitchen However, there is one exception. If we are eating takeout, whether that be fast food I brought home or DoorDash, we do have floor picnics in the living room. So that being said, because it's on the floor, we have hardwood floor, like it's easy to clean up in the living room. So we do like to have floor picnics when we're eating takeout. That's just a thing I do with the kids. I've always done it. So I feel like maybe we should. We should like that. maybe we shouldn't, but like I love it also. So I feel, you know, what, if you're going to keep doing the picnics. Put down like a checkerboard tablecloth yeah, on the floor. That's a better idea. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's do we'll that. make we'll that'll make, make it com- yeah. really cool actually, and I will want to be part of it. Yeah, that would be a good compromise. And I'll be jealous when you do it when I'm at work. Okay, so but so she got the hot wings at our yeah. floor picnic and wanted a cup of milk, and so that's how that happened. But anyway, continue. So your she story. leaves a big cup of milk sitting there. And I go to look, and it's spilled all over. I got a book about cryptids from all 50 Jim's states. Jim's really into cryptozoology. I got a book, and the milk is spilled. It's soaked all into that. On top of that is my copy of Mothman Prophecies, which I'm currently reading. And there was some on that, so it got in there. But it was only just like the last seven or eight pages of that one. So I took a blow dryer, and I, I dried it out, and then I cleaned up all the spilled milk. And I was just like – it was like, ah! I'm like, who – did this and i'm just like like i said i'm not i said i'm not mad at anybody i said i don't want anyone to think that i'm i said i i am i am frustrated i am angry at this situation i said i am not mad at anyone i'm like nobody is in trouble here i said i just i just i am just very frustrated right now you guys like i'm sorry i'm like i am taking it down i don't want to yell or anything it is so hard when you are incredibly triggered by a situation and or your kids to have the self-awareness and self-control like those are two sp- different 
things that need yeah. to come into play when you are upset and triggered by your kids. Because like being self-aware that you're upset is not going to stop you lashing From out. being upset. Well, or that But too, you're allowed but... to be upset. Like that is okay. As a parent, you are allowed to be upset. Yeah. But we don't want to cause trauma, right? It's about having an appropriate response. It's the same thing we're teaching our children. Like, yes, I know you're upset, but is screaming about bubble guppies the right thing to do about this? No. So let's talk about other appropriate responses. And so it's that same thing. It's that it's the breaking the cycle. We are aware that we are upset. And now we also have to make the right choices with how to express that feeling of being upset. And so there is there's levels there. Because just being self-aware that you're upset is not going to fix the the reaction. Yeah. So I I'm just like I'm like I am. I said I'm sorry, guys. I said I because I had started being like, what is this? Like I did start to like get mad, but then I took myself down because I was like, there's no point in yelling about spilled milk, you know. So literally, yeah, it was spilled milk, and there's I was like, I am. Not but it's like it can be this. it can be so triggering. Well, it's because it destroyed my stuff, and you know, I have had an issue. My whole parenthood of having the kids destroying things that I like because children just look at stuff and they say, oh, this is cool. And then they destroy it. They break everything for no reason or they scribble all over everything. But it's like because they're learning impulse control and they don't understand the value. And so like that's the thing. I feel like we've had that conversation a lot because like my stuff doesn't typically get destroyed because, well, I was a parent before you met me. I was say, look at your guitar. Your guitar is covered in like... That's, scratches and smacks yeah, but and that dings. would have been that way whether we had kids or not because of how i would have taken Don't care of that guitar of things. that's true though. but no i mean like think about like i have really nice makeup like i have all this stuff that doesn't get destroyed and it's specifically until and I, it and does I, they do get into that but uh, but when they do get into the makeup they will literally just destroy it though right but they don't typically do that because i keep it away from them yeah so um like we have these rules and boundaries like our room which is where we're sitting right now is only allowed to be entered by a child if a parent is also up here, that is a boundary in our home. This is the upstairs of our house, and our children are only allowed up here with an adult. There have been few rare occasions where a child has been up here without someone, at which case they do typically get into makeup. They now, get into something. We are, yeah, right, exactly. Every time. And, and it's because you have to keep in mind the reason that kids are doing this, it is not to be malicious. It is not to destroy it. It's because they're they learning. See, they're exploring. They and, don't. And it's more than that, too. It's because, like, think about my makeup. Why are they so interested in my makeup? Because this is what mommy does. Because they that's be what like mommy. mommy does. And they don't understand how to be gentle, what being gentle means, how to use those products. Mm-hmm. So when they get their hands on my makeup, up they're not saying i'm gonna destroy this on mom they're saying mom uses this and i love mom and i love this they're like lenny from the um of mice and men just choking kittens like they don't know um that's not the analogy i would have was it rabbits i think it was rabbits i don't know i don't know but that's not the analogy i would have chosen (laughs) uh it kind of makes sense we'll go with it but like honestly, Ed, especially when you're talking about like preschool age and younger, those children they yeah. really don't know, and it's very yeah. much an association. I see my parents do this, and I know my parents love this. Yeah, and I want to do that too. How many times do I get called in when they're in a bubble bath because they have a bubble beard? Like they daddy. have a bubble beard, and they want to show daddy exactly. That, I get and that so a lot. sometimes, and I think that's the thing to keep in mind is that sometimes our kids do things like us, and it's really cute, and we love it and celebrate it. And sometimes our kids do things like us, and it involves something of ours getting destroyed they love mothman and that can be incredibly confusing for a developing child if our reaction isn't consistent and so like i recently you were up here and beans came up 
and she got into my makeup palette. Now you weren't paying attention because you don't use makeup. You I weren't was, thinking to look at that. You I were was doing writing Ollie's theme song. Right. I, I was facing doing, this way with headphones on. Right. You were doing something totally different. And so you weren't paying attention because even if you were like, you don't know what she's doing. And she had dug like all the glitter out of um, this SpongeBob palette that I had. And no, she, barnacles. Came, she came downstairs. She was only up here for like five minutes. But she comes downstairs and I looked at her face. She came up and she snuggled because she likes to come up to me. Her new thing. She comes up and she goes, you're lovely. You're lovely. I like you. She does it's that, so that stinking. She does. And she like puts her hands up and she's like, mm, I love you. I love you. It's so stinking cute. She but she that. comes, she does that. I'm like, I love you too. I looked at her and I went, why is there glitter on your face? <laughs> Where did the glitter come from? And she goes, I don't know. I said, did you get my makeup? And she immediately, she immediately froze because even though I'm not screaming at my kids, I'm not like, they're not getting in this huge amount of trouble. She knew at that moment, like she had a lack of impulse control when she did that to my makeup, and she knew maybe mom is not going to be happy about this. So it was that flight, uh, fight or freeze, and she froze. I said, "You're not in trouble. I just need to know what you did." And she goes, "Yes, I did. I did get into makeup." I said, "Well, can you show me?" And I followed her upstairs, and I saw the palette, and I I knew it's her favorite palette. I have seen her eye that palette so many times. I knew if there was a palette she was going to get into, it's going to be that one. And we sat down and we talked about it, and I said. You know, um, I'm not super happy about this, um, but if you want to wear makeup, you need to tell me. And if you want to do it yourself, that's fine. I can put the makeup on the brush for you, but you can't do this, you know, because I haven't had this issue with her before. Typically, if she wants makeup, she tells me she wants makeup. We do her makeup. Yeah. Uh, but this time she got into it and we had to have a conversation about it. Uh, but that's it's really about controlling our reaction because I think... Gentle parenting gets this bad rap because people think gentle means that there's no boundaries, there's no rules, there's no expectation. And that people associate gentle because of the word gentle and the connotation of gentle, they think permissive. But gentle yeah. parenting isn't that. Gentle parenting is respectful, like respecting your child as a fully functioning human with a full range of emotions. Uh, gentle parenting is authoritarian, which is where you're providing clear expectations and boundaries and consequences you know and so like if my if beanie baby were to get into the palace again well we'd have a different conversation but this was the first time and so it's like you can't be mad at your kid for breaking a rule they didn't know was set yet well i even if it's an assumed rule even my my anger frustration whatever yesterday i was like let's said listen i'm not mad i i am not i'm nobody's in trouble and like the kids were like seeing that, like I was clearly like very like that I was angry because I was like, listen, I said, I'm not I'm trying not to yell. I said, I don't want to yell. I'm not mad at anybody. I said, I'm very, I'm very frustrated at the situation. I said, nobody is in trouble. Nobody is going to be in trouble. I said, I just I'm like, who who left this over here? And they all kind of froze. And then because um, they don't want to disappoint. Kids well, do not want to disappoint their parents. Squirrely girl. Beans goes like, I don't know. And squirrely girls goes. I think it was pumpkin pie. Like she said it like that. Like <laughs> so, I look at her. I'm like, was I'm like, was it yours? Or she was like, yeah. I said, I said, listen, you're not in trouble. And then she told me about how you guys had like the picnic. I said, I said, I understand that. I said, I said that's fine. I said, I said, please, just if we have something in there that's not a bottle of water with a top on it, I said, can we just take it back? It's the same thing when you leave the dinner table. You clear your plate, scrape it off into the trash, put it in the sink. I said, it's the same thing. I'm like, please. Don't don't leave these in here anymore. I'm like my my book got ruined. I just got this for Christmas. I said, "Can we can we work on that?" And she was like, "Yeah." 
And I was like, I was like, thank you. I said, I'm going to go try to clean these out. I said, I'm sorry if I scared you guys because I was mad here. I said, I know that I can sound louder than I want to be. I said, I'm not mad at anybody. I said, I want you all to know that. And I made sure they knew. They knew. So yeah. like, and then they were like totally cool after they went back straight to their iPads. But right. I was like, I, I said, I could, in my head, I'm like, I could be really angry right now. I don't want to scare the kids because yeah. even when I get talking about something really passionately, I get yeah. this Alex oh, Jones when sounding ex- voice. When you get excited, I'm like, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. And it's literally can just be it's me just, talking about something. Your voice, yeah, you just get excited. Yeah, but I think that's kind of like the important thing when we're when we're thinking about like how. So that was my most recent uh, apology. Yeah, that only we... took thirty minutes to be able to tell that story. So, <laughs> but we have to like we have to be very mindful of the words we use and the way that we talk to our kids because like this is the foundation for how they're going to talk about themselves and to themselves and how they're going to treat other people and how they're going to expect other people to treat them. Yeah, and I want my kids to expect people who wrong them to take accountability and it's the same thing like with our kids we don't force our kids to apologize like we we apologize to our kids which gives them that uh we model that behavior of what that is our kids do apologize but they apologize when they mean it like nobody wants an insincere apology much like in the beginning of the episode you were giving the fake apologies absolutely i'm sorry you feel that way like just shut up if you're gonna say i'm sorry you feel that way don't say anything it's not worth your breath it's not worth my time that i don't apologize oh my gosh you either want it or you don't. Listen, I'm sorry that it's not good enough for you. <laughs> More examples of bad apologies, friends. True. But it, honestly, if you want the best apologies, listen to our kids apologize to their sisters. Mm-hmm. They are the best. Like, this I'm sorry. And I they think, will literally say what I think sorry I might for. make a TikTok about this tomorrow. Uh, this, is, this will be the last thing we talk about here is uh, tonight we had an incident because Jim was doing magic for the kids. We, we do. We do a lot of magic here. We do a lot. Can and, I, do you want me to tell what I was doing? Yeah, I'm going to tell the story of what I did before you go you, into. You go ahead this. and tell the story to where you know it, and Let I will fill in the gaps because the this stage. is an important thing that that Jim and I both talk about as parents. Is that it's always important to get both sides of the stories if you are dealing with siblings because it's very easy to hear one kid's side of the story and immediately be like, "This person was wrong," uh, but it's not always that case. Yeah. So go ahead and tell your story. All right. So. Check it out. So you had texted me that saying exactly those words. And the thing was, uh, you had come downstairs literally like 60 seconds later. So it was in the beginning of it still. So I just I do magic all the time where I'm always just like, like, um, just I'll be talking to the kids and I'm like, hey, what's that? Oh, it's a quarter behind your ear. Cool. Or pull a little guitar pick out or something like sleight of hand. Like I'll direct them this way. Yeah. But then all of a sudden I'll have like a quarter in my hand or a guitar pick or something. Yes. So tonight I did that. And um, uh, Squirrely Girl and Peenie Bay, no, the the oldest, the one Pumpkin and two. Pumpkin Pie. Pumpkin Pie and Squirrely Girl. It's, it's almost like you don't make TikTok videos using fake using names for them every single day. Constantly. So number one, and the oldest and the middleest, they were hanging out. They were One was drawing, the other was reading. Um, so PP was up in the bed, up top on the bunk bed and SG was in the bottom guitar, Gibson SG guitar. So she's down there and, uh, I come in and I say, what did I say? Oh, I had a rubber band trick that I was showing them. I showed you yeah, the rubber you band trick the rubber too. Band so I had you take a rubber band and I could make it teleport from these two fingers to these two fingers back to these two fingers and then just be like, look at that. I feel bad for the people who aren't watching the sun video. That's yeah. going to be very confusing. To my, my index and middle finger switch to my ring and pinky and then back to the index and middle finger. Yeah, yeah. So it's a rubber band. It goes bing, bing, bing. And bing, bong. Yeah. Bing, bing, bong. So bing, bong. it'll do that. And... I showed them that, and they're like, "What? what is this? What is this weird magic you're doing? I said, oh, it's just magic. I can't tell you how I do it. I'm like, other than it's magic. So then I, I had a, a dollar bill in my back left pocket, and I 
pulled it out, and I, I said to Squirrely Girl, she's like, is there anything behind my ear? And I said, well, yeah. I said, and I, so I pull out. I had a guitar pick in my left pocket. So I reach in. I was like, let me see. Let me see. And then I, with this hand, I pull out the guitar pick out of from behind her ear. She's like, wow. She's like, is there any money? And I was like, I don't know. Let me see. So I had her like turn the one head and turn the other side. And I checked. And then I like, oh, oh. And I crinkled the dollar. And I said, okay. Look at that. There's a dollar. She's like, wow. I said, what are you doing putting money in there? I'm like, you're not a piggy bank. And she's like, oh, you should give me that for my piggy bank. Snatched it from my hand and immediately sticks it in the piggy bank that's conveniently yeah. sitting there for her. And I was she like, carries that piggy bank around yeah. with her everywhere. And yeah. I was like, I wasn't. No, she's always got her th- money. That wasn't. Okay. So <laughs> I <laughs> I say to, uh, to Pumpkin Pie, and she was like, what? I want it. See if there's any money in my ear. See if there's anything in there. You got to understand Pumpkin Pie is a ma- magician herself. Yes, she she, she loves is. to That's do an magic. Important part she of the likes story. she likes to see the magic, but she, even, even more importantly, she likes to figure it out. Yes, she likes to she know how to puzzle. do it. So she, I say to her, I'm like, okay, fine, and I and I play a magician's bet with her, and I say, all right, I said I will see if there's money there. I'm like, but you can't keep it. She's like, no, if it's mine, it's mine. If it's in my ear, it's my money. I get to keep it. I'm like, fine. I said, well, let's make a deal then. If I find a one dollar bill in your ear then you get to keep it. I said, but if I find anything else, I get to keep it. I said, do you accept these terms? And she's like, yes, yes. And secretly, I'd been, I'd reached into my back pocket, my wallet, and I knew in the very back of my cash, on the outside of the fold in the V, there was a $100 bill. Of course. So I knew that. So I'm like discreetly like reaching there, pulling that out. So I check her one ear, and I'm like, nah, there's nothing in there, bud. And I said, well, hang on, let me check the other ear. And I'd had the, the Hondo all folded up. And I and as she's looking, I kind of crinkle it behind her ear, give it the old like. And, and she's like, oh, what is it? I said, let's see what it is. I, and I said, now remember, if it's a $1 bill, you keep it. And if it's anything else, I keep it, right? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I pull it out. And I'm like, oh, it's not a one. It's a $100 bill. Sorry. And she's like, what? And she's like <laughs> screaming like, no, no. <laughs> she's so she's so like 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 shocked and angry and surprised like like she's like what no you have to give it to him i was like no we made a deal i said we made a deal I'm like you can't back out on a deal now that, there's no honor in that so then she she comes into the the she follows me out into the kitchen she gets down off the bunk and uh, i had had another dollar bill just sitting in the pocket there and uh why do you have so much cash? I, I cash my radio checks. I don't make much more money at the radio, so I just cash those checks. They're not okay. worth putting in the bank. Well, I, I literally <laughs> why. never have cash ever. This is like a surprising story. That I is why. Continue. I also I have to get a bunch of $2 bills um, now because the uh, uh, squirrely girl has requested. She's like, I want to see. Uh, she's like, you know how you have the dollars with the one on it? I want to see one with a two. I oh, said, yeah, I'll get you some next time I go to the bank. All right. So. When I cash so my anyway, next bank paycheck, so, my so pumpkin paycheck, pie yeah. ended up with a dollar. So she comes out and I give her the dollar. I end up pulling a dollar out of her, and she's like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes!" Like she's super excited. She's like, "All right, it's, it's a even dollar. now. It's a dollar. She's nine. That's exciting." Yep. Heck yeah. So I go upstairs because I think you were making a TikTok or doing something. I was just vibing. Oh, I was just like ignoring hey, the family. Gotcha. Understood. Yeah, I know. Like taking a break is. 
know. No. So, to be clear, Jim is being sarcastic. 100% in sarcastic. In the evenings, I take about an hour to just sit alone in silence in, in our bedroom mm-hmm. because I that's spend... the only hour of the day you the get the only hour of the day I get by myself. Yeah. Um, so Jim is joking. So you're doing that and I... <laughs> so I go to come upstairs. I'm like, I'm going to show Tori my magic trick real quick because I'm proud of this that I learned today. <laughs> so I go up and I show it to you and you're like... Very cool, Jim. Very proud of you. Magic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Great. Literally my reaction. So uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I literally just came up to show you that, and then I went back downstairs. Yes. So I go back in to, and I told you the story of what, what had happened with that whole thing there with the money and the ears and the magic. Yes, yes, yes. And I go down, and I hear uh, kind of like a, a sobbing sound as I'm rounding the corner. So I go back into their bedroom, and I check in there. And Squirrely Girl, she's walking out of the room at that time, and her eyes are, like, swollen, puffy, oh, and red. she has, like, her little face is so expressive. Yeah. Yes. So her eyes are as red as a Christmas story cup with a leg lamp on it. I'm setting a, a visual picture for your ears just in case you can't see it. And I, I'm like... What is wrong? Because I'm thinking maybe like, does she have an allergic reaction? Is there dust yes. in there or something? Because yeah. her eyes were swollen, and I was right. only gone for like three minutes. Yeah, and she has so, really bad allergies, so like it could you, know, you never know. So I I go and that's she's, also how she looks after dancing. Like yeah. she just her face just turns beet red. All so the time. I'm like I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? I'm like, what's going on? And she looks up at me, and the older sister sitting in the back, like, no, 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 like, like saying, like, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him. I don't think it was a don't tell him. No, I it think. was a, it was a don't tell him. She was like, no, 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 no. Okay, that's, you know, actually, you finish your part, and then I can explain her part. That, this is this is a fun thing about parenting. I say that's, we that both is, heard different the both the other sides of the stories. Well, I I come in and I see her being like, no, 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 no. She's like doing that, and I'm like, what what what's wrong? I'm like, what happened? She's like, she told me that you're magic, and that magic isn't real. And she's so mad. She's like, she told me that magic isn't real, and that when you find things behind my ears because you already had them in your hand and then you're just showing them to me and tricking me i'm like oh buddy i'm like i'm like no "No." it is important to note that that pumpkin pie is nine and squirrely girl is five and that age difference between five and nine that is a huge yes like mental age difference and also uh squirrely girl is five and also neurodivergent she is autistic so she is very black and white thinking and so for her that the idea of that ice breaking for her was very incredibly upsetting because her sister just said, well, dad's lying to you. Yeah, basically. It's, it's, it's yeah. tantamount to that. I said, no. I said, I said, here's the thing. I said, sometimes what you do are tricks. I'm like, the magic – I said, magic is absolutely real. I said, yes. well, your belief and your how wondered – like, you look at things. I said, that is the magic. That is real. I'm like, sometimes – I said, I can play tricks to make you think that I'm doing something that maybe I'm not doing. I said, but you believing that this is happening. I said, that is the magic. That is real. So she was like – Okay. And she's like, well, I know the magic, like you have the dollar. So there's, there was a, I just yeah, sat down and did dollar, it. Yeah, that other dollar trick. The dollar where it's literally like you fold a dollar in half yeah, long yeah. ways, fold it over, and then you fold it back and how you open it, like the dollar bill's upside down. And so right, I told right. a story about George Washington bending over to pick up his shoes and ended up upside down. It was just a story I made up to go along with it because I thought it was cute and they would yeah. enjoy it. So I did that. And then, um, so literally, as we sat down, I was going to show her some magic tricks on YouTube. And I came downstairs to help with bedtime. Yeah, and I said, hey, I said, can you go talk to our oldest daughter there? I'm like, can you, can you go yes. talk to her? 
I didn't even tell you what was up. I said, like, can me. you go you just, you talk You had to literally her. just said that Pumpkin Pie told Squirrely Girl Magic wasn't real. And I could see Squirrely Girl was crying. And so I was like, okay, like I'm going to go talk to her. Because yeah. I immediately knew that something didn't match up here. Because I know, I know if Pumpkin Pie had told her that, like that wasn't in an intent to like hurt her feelings, right? So I go in there and I was like, hey, bud, uh, what, what happened? And she immediately burst into tears. Burst into tears, right? I'm like, what's going on? Right. But I know pumpkin pie, um, really, really good with coping mechanisms. She um, is a very emotional kid, which is not a bad thing. Please remember that uh, being emotional, not a negative trait, not a negative trait at all. And so she immediately got very upset and she started doing like breathing exercises. Like she, I knew this was not the time to talk. She needed to calm down. So I'm just sitting there mm-hmm. patiently and she kind of calms down and I said, what's What's going on? And Meanwhile, me and the other one, we're just out there watching right. 20 minutes and worth so of so I'm like YouTube asking, magic. I'm trying to get her to talk to me. And she would kind of start a sentence and just start crying. And I told her, so this is one of the things that I do. Like if you're a parent of like kids that are like, you know, old enough to read and write. One of the things that I do if they're upset and they're having a trouble like talking to you about something, I always will ask my daughter to either whisper or write it down for me because sometimes actually saying what you're upset about is incredibly difficult and this is for adults too like if you're grown up and you're having trouble write it down or whisper it or text it like that's totally valid i don't like pickles on my chicken sandwich. i know you, i know you don't like pickles anyway um so i told her i said you can just like whisper it to me and she goes she just starts apologizing she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm like i was like dude like you're not you're not in trouble like you don't have to be sorry right now and she goes, I didn't, I didn't want to upset her. I said, and I, and I was thinking about it because I know that my nine-year-old is a magician. She's been practicing magic tricks for years. And so when she shared with her little sister that magic wasn't real, it was tricks. She wasn't doing so to ruin the magic for her sister. She was doing so to share something that she thought was really. Yeah, she was like, it's like, hey, you want to cool. know a secret? Listen, this is. She I was know like, how to I love magic. this so much, and I want to share this with you. But then she goes on to tell me that when she noticed her sister was starting to get upset, she changed what she was saying and started to say it was real again. And she said, "I was just joking," because she didn't want to hurt her sister's feelings. Yeah, she she noticed. She's like, I wanted to share this with her, and her reaction told me that she didn't want that truth. And so I was like, no, magic's real. I was just kidding. And she didn't know how to backtrack it. She didn't and know how to it fix like, it. Like, like, like how so I said it. Like, magic is real. There's tricks so awful that, like, and that's the thing. Like, we don't force our kids to apologize. And the thing is, like, I, when she's apologizing, I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. But I think that's kind of the thing is that it really is um, impact over intent. And that's why she felt the need to apologize because her intent was not to hurt her sister, but she recognized that she did and she felt compelled to apologize. And I think that's really like, that's the kind of environment that we're trying to foster in our home is that like, if you mess up, like hold yourself accountable. Now, did it break my heart to see my nine-year-old really upset? Absolutely. But was I proud of her for recognizing like, hey, I was trying something that really Mm -hmm. didn't have the impact. Also, yes. Was I there to comfort my nine-year-old? Because like, Hey, like she didn't have that best interaction and she like, honest, I still don't think she did anything wrong, but also like there is a lot of nuance in that whole conversation. Yeah. So like I'm there to comfort my nine-year-old, but my nine-year-old still wanted to be there for her sister because she recognized that like, oh no, I hurt my sister's feelings. Yeah, And so, you know, that's what my goal is, is for my kids to 
not give a fake apology. I never want the words, I'm sorry you feel that way, to come out of my kids' mouths. I never want my kids to say, I'm sorry that you think I hurt you. Or like any sort of like insincere fake apology. I don't want those words to ever come out of my kids' mouths. And that's why we talk about accountability and apologizing and what that actually means because it's so important. And I think like this specific example with the magic trick and how all of this kind of panned out kind of shows how that's working yeah because like had that been my brother and i um (laughs) someone would have got hurt and it was going to be me you you would have been told magic is fake here's my fist punch honestly uh but that's they they truly like care about each other hey you want to see a magic trick and then just punch you yeah (laughs) (laughs) look you see stars now yeah but yeah so I, i don't know like we don't force our kids to apologize we just and and if a situation happens i talked about this on a tiktok the other day but if a situation happens where one of our kids does something wrong and I feel like you should probably apologize. I'm not going to say you need to apologize. What I'm going to say is, how do you think they felt when you did that? How would you Mm -hmm. feel if they did that to you? And once you start to challenge the empathy, that remorse comes. And and that apology without a remorse is not an apology. Apology is accountability. Apologizing is recognizing your impact on someone else apologizing isn't about making someone else feel better. It's about taking accountability for the way you made them feel. And you don't have to accept an apology just because someone said they're sorry. You're allowed to still have feelings after that. I saw a meme the other day. I want to finish with this. I saw a meme that very much described me. It says, it says, Oh, I forget, but I don't forgive. I just be walking around out here mad as hell. Not even remembering what you did. (laughs) But it was something. (laughs) And that is me. That's like, man, I scroll past people on Facebook. I hate that guy. I don't remember why. I hate that girl. Why why are these people I may know? I don't want to know these people. I don't remember why. But but that that is me. I forget all the time. It's like, why are you mad? I don't know. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I'm like in therapy. Like, I don't know that I know how to feel mad. I feel like I'm mad, but I can't stop smiling. Please help. Um, (laughs) But I think we ought to put this thing to bed, Timothy. We ought to lay it down and wrap it up. So let's tell our good night story of where to find you. Where to find me on TikTok, Tori Phantom, Instagram, Tori.Phantom, YouTube, Tori Phantom. Facebook. Twitter. Facebook.com. Tori Phantom. Phantom. I'm Tori Phantom. If you didn't know, I've said it 30 times. I'm Tori Phantom. And Jimothy, um, just go to Tori Phantom. You can find Jimothy. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people are still very surprised to find me, even though I've got yes. Jim Beard. Jim Beard on TikTok. Go follow Jim Beard on TikTok. Jim Beard on TikTok. Jimothy Strange on Twitter and Instagram. I am. That's pretty much it. I You're have a couple cute. of YouTube accounts. I don't need to use them. I, I just yeah, use yours at this point. Um, we have an official Tory Phantom Discord. We do? Yeah, we oh, do. totally. We do. We yeah. do have that. I okay. We have to post links. I think the link to invite is like only good I for totally seven days or something. I understand how Discord works. I really so. just want to use it because I want to play Jackbox with people. I want people yes, to watch us should. play Jackbox. That. And that sounds but interesting also, to me. send us messages. We love hearing from you on our Anchor page. Yes, we've got a few voice messages. Um, that way we can build it up and we can actually do a show is based on what you suggest. So that's fantastic. We've got one coming up soon. It's going to be a great yes. one based on a voice message of someone left saying, Hey, what do you guys think about this? It's fantastic. Yes, we want you to, you to use that a little bit more. But that it is, is fine. It is time to put this to bed. It surely I think it's getting is. getting a little sleepy. I'm getting sleepy. So I'm going to go lay down in bed and just see if it wants to emulate it and snuggle up next to me. So, good all right. night. Have a good sleep. I got water. Sweet dreams.